Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? Good news. The Christian Health Club is open for enrollment through the end of August. Now is the time to join to get all-inclusive lifetime access to all of my programs, Feast of Fast, 10 Times Stronger, Self-Coaching Christians, The Genesis Prescription, and my new program that we're going to do in the new year called 30 Hard. I'll probably come up with a better name than that, but that's what I'm calling it for now. It's kind of like 75 hard, but with scripture and with actual scientifically based health practices. So we're going to take the top goals from each of my programs and put it all together for an intense 30 day start to the new year. And why are we talking about the new year right now? Because in order to join us for that, you have to join the club now because enrollment won't open again until February. And because you really need to have been through my other programs to kind of work up to that 30 hard um, and understand the tenets of what we'll be doing. So you can join the Christian Health Club. You can go to my website. I'll have links in social media, in the show notes, all the places. So come join us. I so look forward to seeing you there. We're going to start with Feast to Fast in September. Now, the other thing we'll be starting in September is the CellCore four-month foundational protocol. You don't actually have to join the club to go through that, but when you're in the club, you get daily access to me to ask questions and kind of support you through it in real time. I do have a group option, which gives you access to a monthly group Zoom call with me as you go through the protocol, and so I can answer um, those questions and kind of guide you uh, month by month as we go through the different steps. Now, last year about this time, um, today's guest reached out to me about the CellCore protocol because she was interested in taking her two-year-old daughter through it. And I was like, whoa, you know, like I've had my kids on a variety of CellCore products for the last several years. And I know plenty of practitioners who have supported young children, even babies through CellCore protocols. But this is the first time somebody had approached me about um, supporting, you know, taking a child so young through it. And so, you know, I did a little background looking into it and, and the different dosaging and how we'd go about it. And I was like, all right, um, you know, let's do it. One of my biggest concerns was really the practical application of it. Like, how are you going to get your toddler to do this, to take these different supplements? I have trouble enough getting adults to do it. Um, but this mama was passionate and determined and she made it happen. And I told her when you get through it, I want you to come on the podcast and tell us about it. The why, the how, the good, the bad. And that's what we're doing today. So I want to welcome this determined mama who's so concerned about her entire uh, family's health, as we'll kind of talk about today. But welcome, Kate Gale, to the Christian Health Club podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you. I feel like we've, you know, we've been in, in touch and go contact over really the last year since you've done this because um, your daughter went through the protocol, your husband. 
um, you are now doing it, your dad. And so uh, it's like a, a real family affair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why don't we start by you telling us about your family um, and what led you to, you know, reach out to me that day and why did you want to take your daughter through this detox? Definitely. So, um, first off my, we have a, a two and a half year old little girl at this time when I first started kind of going down the rabbit hole of learning about cell core. Um, Sadie's now almost three and a half and we have an eight-month-old son. Um, but when I first started listening to your podcast, um, I was going through all the episodes, and I was loving them. But then one day, episode 178 popped up. It was called A Boy Named Vinny. And I almost skipped it, to be honest. I, I really didn't think that it was going to pertain to me or relate to me in any way. And so I just thought, oh, I'll just skip it. I don't really need to... Um, need to watch this so or listen to it and I felt this stirring in my spirit saying no <laughs> I want you to turn this on and listen to it because you are going to glean something from it so I ended up listening and the entire time I thought oh my gosh everything that she is saying is is something that I can relate to my daughter and all of the issues that are going on or the um, struggles that they're going through, I can somehow relate to this. So that's when I started to go down the rabbit hole of learning about CellCore. And then um, I ended up reaching out to you because Sadie's teachers, she goes to a Mother's Day Out program a couple days a week and they were noticing that she was really weak for her age. Um, she was having trouble pulling up and pushing, um, on her legs and, um, going up the different like playthings at school. And at first I was like, okay, well, what can I blame this on? Um, she's really tall for her age, but truly that was, that wasn't something that was, um, hindering her from ha being strong in her body. And so that was the first red flag. And the second one was emotionally, anytime we would take Sadie anywhere, she would immediately start crying, even if someone approached her that had known her since she was a baby. And she would hide behind me, she would scream and cry. And it was it was really painful for both my husband and I, because we are very social people. And we didn't understand why on earth she would be scared of these people that she's known since she was a baby. And it was men and women alike. So it wasn't just a fear of men, which um, seems common sometimes with little kiddos when they have stranger danger. Um, it was with women and it was with people who are my friends and people who have babysat her before. And so that was the second big thing that we um, noticed. And again, I went to try to blame it on something. And I said, well, she was a COVID baby. So maybe she didn't see people's faces or see their reactions behind their masks when she was little. And so she just doesn't have that social emotional connection. But truly where we live in Texas, it really, our mask, the mask mandate wasn't um, up for very long. And so that really wasn't an issue um, for her. And I just kept feeling <laughs> these stirrings in my spirit saying, wake up sister, like you, <laughs> you're trying to make these excuses, but really there is something going on in Sadie's body that we need to clear out. Um, and then the last part is we were noticing cognitively, she was having struggles making 
connections that I, I'd like to say a regular toddler, but there's no one regular toddler, um, that a toddler could make easily. And she, she was struggling to use her imagination to play by herself. And her speech was a little bit slurry. Um, and it's interesting because if you, if you weren't her mom and you, you weren't hanging out with her all day, every day, I get to stay at home with my kiddos, which I'm so grateful for. Um, if, if you weren't spending as much time with her as I was, you probably wouldn't notice anything abnormal. But for me, I'm a former teacher also, and so I was noticing, my gosh, there are things that Sadie's not picking up on that she should be at this age, and there's definitely milestones that she's not reaching that she should be. So that was definitely the three things that um, just after praying over it, I knew that I needed to reach out to you and get her set up on the cell core protocol. Yeah, and so at that time, you were also interested in it for your husband, and um, at that time, you were pregnant, so you were not going to do it, but you wanted your husband to go through it as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so my husband was a um, football player all growing up, and so he was one of those guys that would just play through his pain, and he ended up tearing his ACL a couple times in one one knee and then his MCL in the other, and he would use anti-inflammatories like they were candy, like Advil, Tylenol. It was like a constant, like all day, every day usage, um, to the point where he ended up having ulcers in his stomach, um, over them. Um, so that was part one of why I really wanted him to clear out, um, his entire system and just do this full body detox. The second reason was he was a firefighter for, um, almost seven years. And he was at a very busy station where he was going out on several fire calls and just the amount of toxins that those men are, men and women are exposed to is so damaging on their bodies, whether they want to admit it or not. It's a really, um, toxic environment. And, um, we, we realized that he was having some inflammation in his back that was really, um, really hindering him from being able to work out the way that he liked to. Um, so he had two herniated discs in his back. Um, and I knew that if we were able to kind of get that inflammation down a little bit, that we would be able to, um, help heal that naturally without him having to have surgery or like a cortisone shot or anything like that. Look at you, good wifey. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really ask him. I I told him he was going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, that happens a lot. I did the same thing with my husband. He's actually going through it um, right now. And I think he, he, you know, really, he kind of got to a point where he's having enough issues that he was ready to do it. But, you know, I got, I kind of, you know, load him up with all the supplements at the beginning of the week. It is his thing already for him and, um, and do it. Well, so I'd love to hear more about like the, um, the practical way that you, you made this happen, um, with, with Sadie, because it's not easy to, um, like I said, you know, earlier, get adults to really get through this. And so, um, how did you, how did you get Sadie to do it? How did you make it for, you know, a, 
approachable for a child to be able to do it and just kind of <laughs> let us know about that. Definitely. So it's interesting um, because it really was not as difficult as I expected it to be. Um, for Sadie and my husband both, I ordered the AMPM pill boxes off of Amazon. And for my husband, I just, I would reload them for him every Sunday. And I would say, Hey, your pill box is ready. I put it in front of the coffee machine. Um, don't forget to take these. And he was really good about, um, staying on top of them. And then for Sadie, I would do the same thing with the pill boxes. Um, but for her, she couldn't swallow pills. She's too little for that. So we would have to pop open the pills um, for her and we would put them in like an empty shot glass and we would use honey or maple syrup and just mix it up with a spoon. Um, sometimes with, uh, certain pills, I think it was the paras, we would put it on a spoon for her and other times we would put it in a syringe for her and we called them her feel betters and she never fought us on it. It was almost like she knew that it was going to help her feel better, and she never once resisted, never once fought us on it, and she knew every morning and every evening um, she was going to either be taking two syringes full of it or four, and she never once fought me on it. That is so great, and that really that reminds me of what Angela said when I uh, did that interview with her about Vinny is that he, you know, took it willingly and he would even go get the bottles and, you know, bring them to her. And it was like, he knew it was helping him. Um, and I think children are, they're a little more connected and intuitive that way. So that is really good to hear encouraging for people. I think who might be interested in something like this. Um, and just knowing like it is, it's doable. It's totally doable. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what, I'd love to hear about what you experienced along the way. And so with just for people who are listening, who may not be familiar with the, the protocol, step one is we call it energy and drainage. And it's really about um, giving the, the body the ability to, to work optimally, giving the body energy, uh, supporting the mitochondria, which are the energy makers in the body. Um, you know, getting all those cranking and working well and drainage. And so we want to ensure that the body can release and get rid of the toxins. You don't want to be pushing um, toxins and pathogens out if the body can't fully release them. And so that's step one. And then from there, we start kind of bringing in some heavy hitters as far as pathogen eradication, you know, hitting the bacteria, hitting the, ba the parasites, um, hitting the toxins, all that kind of thing. And so what did you experience along the way did you notice any detox reactions did she you know have times that she was kind of down it's you know it's, it's one thing when it's yourself and you can you know recognize those things but um did you notice anything in in her yeah definitely so what i loved about the protocol was that first month it was really a nice um segue into getting her ready for this detox and kind of setting the stage for her her knowing that she was going to have to take these feel betters a few times a day, it was it was nice because the first month it was really gentle and it didn't just like throw her into something where she was on the toilet several times a day. Um, and so I was really grateful for that. I was a little bit worried about that to start, to be honest. And 
what we did notice was in the end of the second month and the beginning of the third, Sadie passed parasite eggs in her poop. And that was, that was wild. So we were on the tail end of her being fully potty trained. And so when that happened, my husband was in the bathroom with her and he looked in the toilet and saw these little like floating things that looked like pieces of rice. And he was like, babe, come in here. (laughs) So it's funny because like we, we talk about poop all the time in this family now, and we're really comfortable with it. And Sadie talks about when she goes poop and all the things, because this detox made her really comfortable with telling us about her bowel movements. So, um, but we did notice parasite eggs, um, the end of the second month. And then in the beginning of the um, third month, we noticed that she was getting really stopped up. Um, and we were noticing that she was getting really stopped up. Um, she had been taking the bowel mover, but um, it wasn't, we weren't giving her enough. So I ended up needing to dose her a little bit higher on the bowel mover in the third month, um, just so we could really make sure that she was um, pooping regularly. Um, Irritability was something that we struggled with in that third month um, and the fourth month. Um, On top of this, I want to add, we had just had a brand new baby. So our son was born in December and I started Sadie on the protocol in January, um, the 1st of January. So I might have been a little crazy for doing that when we just welcomed a new baby and just kind of turned her Sadie's world upside down with having a little brother to share mom and dad with. Um, but overall, I'm so proud of how she handled the entire thing. She was really good about telling us if something felt wrong, like if she was having a tummy ache or if she had a headache, she's really good about advocating for herself. And so she let it, she would let us know, or, um, there were some times where she would ask to go take a nap sooner than she usually would. And the nap would end up being like three or four hours, which for a mom with a new baby, that was sometimes a blessing for her to sleep a little bit longer. But I knew that it was all a part of the detox process. Um, I will say also when, um, you were interviewing Vinny's mom, she talked about one night he woke up from either a nap or his, um, sleep and smelled like a bowl full of pennies. And I definitely remember smelling that on Sadie. Like it was like the metal was leaching out of her and she, she woke up a little bit sweaty, but truly like her bed smelled like it was full of pennies. And that was the most wild thing I've ever experienced. That is so fascinating. I didn't even think about um, the whole potty training situation. And I don't even think we had discussed that at the time, if she was potty trained or not. And yeah, girl, you took on a lot. (laughs) You are a brave mama. Yeah, brave or crazy, like you said. That's how I... Yeah, either one. Either one. Probably a little bit of both. (laughs) That is is great. Um, How about your husband? How How did he do with it along the way? He did great. So I was, I was really proud of him too. Um, he noticed in himself that he had a little bit of irritability and we, we both thought, okay, it's a, it's a product of this detox that you're doing. Also the sleepless nights of having a new kiddo. Also the amount of 
um, extra work that he had to take on with helping with Sadie while I was really tied to the baby. Um, and he works full time on top of it. And so I was like, you are a stinking rock star. And he did amazing. Um, we, he never noticed anything (laughs) come out of his poop. And I don't know if he was either like not wanting to talk about it or nothing actually came out or if it came out that he didn't notice, but he definitely didn't want to talk about that part with me, which (laughs) he's keeping the mystery, the mystery alive. So I'm grateful for that. Um, and swelling wise, you could tell the inflammation was coming out of his face and his neck for sure. And as a former football player, he, he did end up losing about 50 pounds after he was done playing football, but he still had quite a bit of inflammation in his um, face and his neck. And it's crazy to see like before and after pictures of what he, what his face looked like before and what it looks like now. Um, and then his joints have been feeling amazing, which I'm so happy about because any guy wants to be able to lift the way that they did or run outside and play with their kids. And he just wasn't feeling like he, he said, I have old man knees and an old man back and he's 30, 32 years old. So no 32 year old should feel like that. Um, as far as his back goes, since he finished um, month four of the protocol, knock on, knock on wood and praise the Lord. He has not had any, um, issues with those two herniated discs. And the, there was a couple days during his protocol. I want to say it was the end of month three where he could hardly get up and walk because the pain was so bad in his back. And he was like, I'm going to go to bed early. He went to bed at like seven that night and woke up the next morning. And he was like, the pain is completely gone. I don't know what happened, but it's completely gone. And it was almost like it was like that last little bit of inflammation was coming, being released out of his back or something. But he woke up the next morning and it was completely gone and it still hasn't returned. That is amazing. I mean, I don't, I don't know why I'm surprised because I hear stories like this all the time. <laughs> um, but it is amazing to me. And in, in, in that is quite common actually is that kind of, um, when the body's really pushing stuff out, it gets worse. You'll kind of hit this peak of, um, pain or inflammation or, or whatever it is, it kind of manifests differently in different people. Um, you can get kind of intense and before you drop to the other side. And so, you know, one thing about going through these protocols, that's kind of tricky is, um, knowing when to kind of push through it knowing when to back down on your supplements, knowing when sometimes it's better to um, kind of ramp it up and dose up to push through. And so, you know, there's nuance there and it affects everybody a little differently. So that's why I love hearing, um, I love hearing how everybody comes through it. And uh, funny that y'all, yeah, didn't talk, (laughs) didn't talk about the poop, but I will say, you know, only about 30% of, uh, of these pathogens, these parasites that would be coming out would be visible to the naked eye. For the most part, most people don't see um, anything unless you're really poking around in the poop. I mean, I do have clients and that do that. They will like get a stick and poke in their poop and like lift things out and put it on paper towels and take a picture and send it to me and, um, and all the things. But, um, 
but it, it, it does, it varies from person to person. So, and I have some people that are kind of disappointed when they don't see anything, you know, but some people are like, I don't, if I see something, I'm going to die. And some people are like, Oh, I feel like, like FOMO because I didn't see anything. Or they're like, I spent all this money on this detox. I want to see the critters, uh, in my poop, you know, like I want it to know it's worth my while. Um, that's funny. Did y'all do anything different dietarily when you were going through it? I get this question a lot about um, dietary changes or the way that somebody needs to be eating. So what did y'all do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, so with my husband, we were, we cut out a little bit of dairy. Um, We are like a cheese family over here. We love our cheese. So we definitely cut out some dairy for him. Um, and we also tried to eliminate gluten the best that we could just in the things that we were using day to day that we knew we could easily be cut out. Um, but with Sadie, we didn't, we didn't eliminate anything. Um, there was a couple times that I noticed that when she did have dairy and then there were those days where she really got stopped up and constipated, I, I was like, okay, we might need to eliminate dairy. Um, so that was that girl loves cheese. She loves yogurt. She loves drinking shakes. And it's, it was all, all dairy. And I was like, okay, this, this might be a little bit um, of a hindrance for her. But overall, other than that, we didn't eliminate anything. Okay. Okay. Good to know. And that's, you know, I tell people, obviously it's, um, more ideal to be eating, you know, as clean of a diet as possible, um, Mm -hmm. to optimize things. But like I say, you don't have to be a saint, you know, as you're going through it. And I like how you kind of, you were gauging as you went and, um, you know, uh, acting accordingly. And so I think that's a, that is a great thing to do. Um, how, so, okay. So you, when did Sadie finish the protocol and, you know, kind of what was the end result? Um, how did you, you know, feel you kind of came into it with those, you know, three things that you were concerned about? How did, how did things change? You know, how did it um, end up for her? Yeah. So, um, gosh, we were, we were so grateful for, the end result of this. So she finished in April, the end of April. So actually four days before her third birthday, she was done with the entire protocol. And as we were going through it, her teachers were noticing that things were changing in her. And so for me, that was the biggest reward was that other people were noticing that she was changing. And So for that part, just the physically and cognitively, her teachers were noticing that she was able to catch on quicker and um, make deeper connections in in the classroom. And then as far as playtime, before we took Sadie through this protocol, she could not get both of her feet off the ground when she would jump, which was kind of a weird gauge of her strength to me. But it also allowed me to have something tangible like that I could see that was changing for her. So um, when she was done with this, she was like her energy is through the roof. We my husband tells people that she has hit a new gear like she's a completely different kid energy wise, too. And we're really happy about it because 
she was she was kind of a tired and lethargic kiddo and loved to sleep and everything, which which is great. We're super grateful that she's a great sleeper, but we we were so excited when she really was having that like toddler energy that we wanted to see so badly. Um physically she's super strong. Um and also emotionally like I was saying before, when people that had known Sadie since she was a baby would talk to her, she would start crying and even screaming sometimes. And now she will walk up to a complete stranger and ask them what their name is. And she'll say, I'm three years old and I have a little baby brother and my best friend's name is Lydia. And she'll just go off and tell them my dog's names are Oakley and Ellie. And it's, it's, it almost makes me tear up. She's done it enough to now it's, it's more normal for us, but it, when she first started doing that, it made me cry because I had never seen my kid not fearful of other people. And so for her to be feeling brave and feeling emotionally stable in her body, that shows me that this has done so much more, um, than what I even expected it to do in the first place. And for other people to notice, we've had several of our friends say, she's a completely new kid. I can't believe this. <laughs> this detox that you guys did that you we thought you were crazy for doing actually helped her on every single level. Oh, I, that, I just I have goosebumps because that just it's, that is so wonderful to hear. And I mean, it is a powerful detox. It's funny that you say, people, um, I'd love to hear more about that. You know, when you told your, um, family or friends and I, you know, I know you shared in social media because when I would love when you would share, um, you know, when she'd get through a month and you'd be like, she's through a month and you'd be throwing away kind of that month's instructions. Like, okay, we crossed in a month off and we're going (laughs) to the next one. And I would, um, share, um, your stories when you would do that. But what did people around you think about this, you know, like you're mm-hmm. going to detox your two-year-old, like what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So luckily we have friends that are, um, really interested in holistic medicine, um, and more of a holistic approach to their wellness. So a lot of them thought like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool that you're doing that. Um, keep us updated. But when I was talking to, and still when I talk to like, um, other, other people, and sometimes even my parents before my dad started doing this, they were like, really, why are you detoxing your toddler? There is no reason for that. But as we were going along and people who see her so often would like come in contact with her, they would be like, holy cow, this is, she's a completely new kid. This is absolutely amazing. So it was almost like they had to see it to believe it. And we had to, um, not prove it to them, but we definitely had to, um, just trust, um, that the Lord was guiding us in the right way. Um, and, and we were so grateful that it ended up being the way that it was. And most people were pretty supportive of us. That's very cool. Um, I love hearing that. I know that you've had a lot of people asking you about it, um, and, you know, and wondering about it. So, um, yeah, I think like being the example of it and just living the example of it is the, is the best, uh, the best way to do it and, um, let people see, you know, the end result there. And so, 
Um, I love that. And I'm so glad that you're sharing this. You know, what would you say to a mom who's considering this, um, worried about the, the energy it's going to take to keep up with it, uh, just, you know, kind of on the fence or just nervous or any of that, you know, what would you say to a mom that's considering it? Oh my gosh. I would say first pray about it. And if you feel like the Lord is steering you in this direction to do something for your kid that seems unorthodox and that, that might sound a little crazy, I would urge you to do it. It's, it's been life-changing for our family and I, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for it. And I don't regret it for a second. It was, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was difficult some days. Um, like we're a busy family of four and, I could see how it could be really intimidating for somebody who works full time or you have multiple kids or anything like that. But I'm telling you, if you can really buckle down and dial in um, your focus for these four months and do this for your kiddo, it is going to be absolutely life changing. And at first I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm paying paying so much extra attention to Sadie. I don't have enough time to really focus on my baby, focus on Dakota in his infancy and all of this. But truly, it's better for both of your kids if one of your kids is struggling with cognitive, social, emotional, physical issues to take care of it and nip it while you can um, because you're going to end up um, really blessing your other child with a sibling who is fully, um, (laughs) ready to take on the world and ready to be a good sibling. Um, when you end up doing this for your kiddo. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's great advice. I, I had told Kate that I feel like we'll probably get some more questions. People, wanting more reassurance and just having more questions about the protocol. And so I asked her if she would join me in doing a, um, a zoom Q and a call. And so she agreed. So I'm so glad. So we're going to do that on August 24th. If you're listening in real time, that'll be in a, a, a little over a week or so. Um, but August 24th at noon central standard time. And so if you are interested in, you know, hopping on the call with us, uh, the zoom call, joining it, asking questions, even if you can't make it live, we can send you the replay and, um, we could, you know, submit some questions ahead of time. If you had them, I will put that link, um, also in the show notes and, um, I'll have Kate share it and I'll be sharing it, um, with people. But I think, um, I think that would be maybe helpful too, just cause I know it's a, it's a big deal. It's a, it is what I tell everybody. It is a, it's a commitment. It is an investment in your time, in your money, in your energy, you know, keeping up with all this stuff. And so I tell people like, don't do it unless you're ready because it is just, it's too much of an investment to do if you're not all in. Um, and so, I always want to be really clear about that. Like it's a, it's a big deal. You know, these are, I do believe that most people can benefit from a detox like this, um, you know, at some point in their life and then somewhat, um, doing some kind of, you know, upkeep maintenance somewhat regularly, just cause we're so inundated with toxins and, um, exposed to so many, you know, 
gross things, <laughs> bad things, and our <laughs> guts are off, our bacteria is off, and and more people have um, parasites than you would think. It is, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I haven't been to a different country and or anything like that. But uh, listen, friend, you can pick up parasites, uh, you know, all kinds of places. The the cell core doctors say if you have a heartbeat, then you know you have a hair. You probably have a parasite. It's really not uncommon. Um, how are you doing on it now? What stage are you in, in the protocol right now? Yeah. So right now I am almost through month one and I'm feeling great. So, um, I, our son is eight months old and I was able to breastfeed him through six months. And I, I, at first I was like mourning that time. And then I was like, oh yeah, but I get to do the cell core detox. So I'm actually excited that I'm done breastfeeding. <laughs> so I'm doing great. I'm feeling really good. And I feel like just this first month is, is actually very gentle. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, it is. Like we said, that's kind of that, that's really, um, supplying your body with the energy to make everything happen um when we're supporting that mitochondria because if we think about our liver we think about our intestines we need those gears to be working inside of those organs we need those to work properly and so um that first month is really kicking those into gear making sure um all of these you know uh, systems in your body are on go and then really pushing out that um the drainage and getting things you know Move, moving out of the body so that when we start really increasing that detox that it's coming out of the body. And, and so I like to take this time to just to remind everybody, um, you know, drainage before detox. I have a podcast about that drainage before detox. You always want to um, make sure your body is in the a good position, the right position to be able to do a more forced detox. You know, our body's always detoxing. That's the way God made us. God made us detoxification machines. Unfortunately, because our because we are so overloaded and burdened with all of these this toxin, you know, these toxic chemicals that we um, experience every day in our food and our personal care products, all of these things, it just kind of drags those down, gums up the gears, if you'd say. And so just by enhancing those processes, some people are already, you know, experiencing some detox in that first month, especially if they're uh, mitochondria were really um, just, you know, kind of burdened, dragged down. So it's good from the get-go, but you're right. It's a nice way to um, kind of ease in before you bring in the heavy hitters. Um, and then you're, you have to be a little bit more mindful about timing once you get into um, step two. But it's all very doable. And like I've said before, I find cell core to be not only extremely effective, but also extremely streamlined. And that's why I like it because it's not as difficult timing-wise for uh, managing the different supplements. You can take more of them together than you can in most protocols that I used to do. And that means a lot when you're taking yeah. all of these different things and it's your timing is tricky, if, you know, just to take out one step, that means like you have to take something away from another. It, it changes all the, di makes all the difference with compliance. And so, um, it's another reason I love this, this protocol so much. Um, how about your dad? How's your dad doing? He's doing awesome. So we actually went back home to Montana. Um, uh, it'll be almost three weeks ago now. And I checked in on him because I, I was a little bit worried. My dad works so much. He loves his job. And he's always on the go, always doing something. 
him and my mom are definitely empty nesters. So they are like adventure people. And I was really worried that he would have started it and quit because it, it is like when, like you say, so my dad is taking a couple different prescriptions and he would have to take those away from the paras. And so I was a little bit worried about him and I was like, dad, how are you doing? And he was like, good. This is, this is actually pretty easy. I'm, I'm pretty surprised and he's been feeling really good. Um, I do know when he, when he gets into that and end of that third and fourth month, I think is really when he'll start to feel, um, different things happening. So he's, he's got quite a bit of inflammation in his body. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to, um, it helping that out, but also, um, I'll be interested to see if he passes any parasites that are visible to the naked eye. <laughs> That'll be interesting if that happens. But we are we are a family that talks about uh, pooping and farting, and we think it's all so funny and all the things. <laughs> so I know that I'm going to hear about it if it happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think everybody is very clear that um, I am as well, except now my kids are, like, at that age where they're – I mean, they're just – so embarrassed by me, but you know, and like, <laughs> mom, please, you know, I'm like, how's your poop? And like, I mean, poop is such a gauge of health, you know, and, and they yeah. don't, obviously they don't want me to see their poop and I don't change their diapers anymore. So I ask, you know, do you have rabbit yeah. pellets? If you're having rabbit pellets, that is very unhealthy. And please let me know if you have rabbit pellets. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like mom, please. You're so gross. TMI. Um, Anyway, well, um, that is so good to hear. Like I said, a family affair. You've been so influential on your family, and um, I love that. And also, you know, I just, you know, on the and friends and family, you know, in social media that um, have seen you take um, Sadie through it, and so I think that's really wonderful and and so helpful for people to see that and and the people in your life seeing those changes. And so that's why I wanted to have you on. Um, incredibly, incredibly grateful that you're so open and willing to share and kept such good details. Cause I said, I was telling, you know, like, don't forget to, I want to remember all these things. And, um, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I can't remember what I did yesterday. Cause I don't know, there's too many things in my brain and you've got a, a baby. And so I'm really, I'm impressed that you remember so many details from the experience. That's awesome. Yeah, no problem. Well, um, I was happy to do it. I'm so glad. Um, before you go, I have to ask you the anchor questions that I ask all my guests. And the first one is, what is your go-to anchor meal, either for you or for your family, kind of a meal that y'all have all the time, easy, go-to, have it regularly? Mm-hmm. Um, my, my husband is a really good cook, so I'm so grateful for that. He actually really enjoys it. And he learned a lot at the fire station, so we're grateful for that. <laughs> um, but he loves making steak in the cast iron skillet. So that's one that we all love. <clears throat> and Sadie actually loves steak too. So a lot of times we'll do like steak with a salad or um, something like that. Just something super easy. So that's really our, our anchor meal in our family. I love it. I'm a fan. That's pretty fantastic. We do that too. We <laughs> steak and salad pretty easy. Um, how about an anchor verse? Your kind of go-to Bible verse or one that's resonating with you, just one that, you know, um, is, you know, just is really sits with you. 
Yeah, so I've always really been drawn to Psalm 91.4, and it says, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. And I've always just been feeling like I... I've always been covered by the Lord and in any struggle or any event um, or any storm that we have gone through and knowing that he is our protector and that he is always faithful and never failing. Um, So that's always been something that a verse that I have really been comforted in. I love that. That's, that's a beautiful one and such a, a beautiful feeling to, to feel that, you know, to feel that comfort. And I just, that's why I love when we can go to go to scripture, you know, when we need to, mm-hmm. when we're just feeling anxious about anything. Um, such a gift. Um, yeah. Well, this has been wonderful. And uh, I just want to remind everybody that, yes, we will have we'll have the Q&A Zoom so we can expound on this if anybody has any questions. Um, I know that people will probably want to know how to connect with you or find you in case you might be sharing any other good tidbits about this kind of stuff. So where, where could they find you if, you know, on Instagram or something like that? Yeah. So my, um, Instagram handle is underscore. So that little minus sign that sits on the bottom, um, Kate, C-A-T-E, Gail, G-A-L-E. Um, that's usually where I spend most of my time is on Instagram. Okay. Perfect. Yes, that is where I got to see the um, kind of un- the unraveling of how it all went down for uh, for you and Sadie. And I, I enjoyed watching that um, and when you shared about it. And so, um, yes, y'all go um, follow Kate, and you're you're fun to you're fun to follow. You talk about all kinds of stuff, and especially if you're a mom with youngins. Um, <laughs> Thank you. For sure. Well, we will wrap it up there. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.